0: Most people don't know what's holding them back, but you do because you listen to me, Sam, your self-care guru and journal junkie. Welcome to Journal Entries, your safe place where you can tune in weekly to get tips, tricks, and journal prompts to uncover your feelings, gain clarity, and make your move. Hello, welcome back to Journal Entries. This is season two, episode one. We are just going to jump right back in, right back into all of the things that journaling has helped me with. If you are new to listening, my name is Samantha and I started journaling in December of 2020, December 19th, actually. It was my first real journal entry, I call it, because it was more than just affirmations and gratitude. It was what I thought was a vent session where I just blurted out all of the things on paper that were in my heart and on my mind. But it turned into something so beautiful where I felt so much relief and clarity and It wasn't like my whole life changed after that entry, but I felt like I had enough clarity to take a tiny step forward towards what I wanted and how I wanted to feel and just becoming more and more consistent with journaling and showing up for myself in that way. Now I'm a completely new person. My life is completely different with that consistency now I feel like I found a voice I have my voice I use my voice I am just so much more intentional as a mom as a entrepreneur Um, I just I just feel in control positive like excited for the future and like Things happen, emotional things happen to me, and I still have emotional reactions, but I move through them so much quicker. And journaling literally is the thing that has helped me, journaling and therapy. So that's what I use this podcast for, is sharing how I do that so that hopefully, if you can relate to anything that I've been through this will help you as well. I like to provide journal prompts for you. And then of course, if you need additional resources or are interested in working with me, you can find all of that at my website, which is samanthapencoff.com forward slash podcast. Today, we are digging into something with motherhood. It's something that I've never talked about, but it sometimes still weighs super heavy on me, but oh my gosh, as a new mom, like I I almost feel anxiety just like thinking back to being a new mom and being in this moment. I can picture myself in the house that I was living in, in the Outer Banks, being a new mom and questioning everything. Just feeling like I didn't know anything, doubting myself. And just sitting on my navy blue couch, Googling everything, like literally like, oh, like with feeding, right? I chose to breastfeed and uh, that really hurt. And so I was just Googling like, uh, how can I get my nipples to stop hurting <laughs> with breastfeeding? And then that led me to uh, like all of these products, right? Like nipple shields and uh, ice packs and heat packs and all these things. Um, But even feeding, it's like, what is the temperature that it should be at? And how often, how long can you let milk sit out for? Because I don't, I'm too tired to go put it back in the fridge. Like all these things. And then wake times, that was another big thing that I remember. With wake times, it's like the time that your baby should be awake before- taking a nap essentially. And I just remember like trying to get my newborn baby on some sort of routine, which is just comical, but trying so hard to be like, okay, this is the wake time. and just like trying to make sense of it all, trying to do get some sort of routine with naps at like a month old, two months old, judging myself for it, um, looking all into like sleep regressions. And then there are leaps where- you know, there's developmental leaps and usually behavior. I don't know if it's behavior, but babies (laughs) regress during leaps just because there's so much going on. There's so much development that they cry more. They're fussier. They're cranky, like all the things. So that, um, activities, what the heck do you do with a newborn? Tummy time? How long are you supposed to do it? Uh, what's the best mat for tummy time? Uh, when are you supposed to do it with bathing? Okay, how often are you supposed to bathe a newborn? But also, how? My hospital didn't show me anything. Nothing. I've heard that it's like baby boot camp when you go to deliver a baby. Nothing. Not literally. Not even did they show me how to change a diaper. I had never changed a diaper until changing my son's diaper, and I was just like this looks like it goes here (laughs) but with bathing I had like somebody gifted me a a little baby tub but the baby is so slippery and I'm just like this can't be right and so there's I found this tip of like how to place a towel over you diagonally so that you can pick up the baby and it's just like an easier transition oh my gosh I'm (laughs) so much baby wear, how to baby, like wear a baby wrap, literally everything. I would just Google and, and go down the rabbit hole. I was Amazon Prime's best customer because if anything said, you should get this, it'll make it easier. I was like, purchase, cha-ching. <laughs> I also signed up for all of the like free content on social media. I was just talking to my twin sister about this today. How when you're breastfeeding, you're up at like, you know, all throughout the night. So like the 1am feeding, 3am feeding, 5am feedings. I was just up in my rocking chair, just scrolling Instagram. And then you'd see something that like, I don't know, promises a miracle of how to get your baby to do X, Y, and Z or, or nothing baby related, but like how to not lose yourself as a mom or how to find joy again or whatever. And I would just sign up for all of these freebies. I subscribed to so many things that I never even opened. I, I had, people are still emailing me three years later. And I'm like, I don't, I don't even know where you came from. It was probably a 3am feed <laughs> and I just have not unsubscribed. It was just a moment in my life that, that, that was the worst, but what, becoming a mom i've continued to doubt myself and it did get easier just because i started to trust myself more and you know y- you eventually learn like there is no one right way or the best way for all babies every baby is different all parents are different there's so many different ways that you can do things and so eventually you learn that but and and i was told that even before i had a baby but You just get in your head about this. But then I became a single mom. And then I had no no one to like bounce ideas off of. And by ideas, I mean like decisions. Like I still remember wanting to take Griffin to the splash pad. I've used this example before. But it's just such a prominent example. I, I remember wanting to take him to the splash pad, and in my head, I had so many questions. And this was when he was like two years old. I was like, "Do I bring his diaper bag? We're probably going to be there for, I don't know, twenty minutes, an hour, I don't know. He will likely get wet, so like." Do I bring my diaper bag and just like have it sitting there and like change him after do I keep it in the car and change him then? Or I live like less than five minutes away. Is it just not worth it to bring it and I can just change him when we get home, he'll just be a little bit wet on the drive home. So that's what I'm going, what's going on in my head and without having a partner with me to ask that question to and realizing and learning that I'm the one that has to make every single decision. It just made me at first doubt myself even more like, oh my gosh, I have so many decisions. And it was like decision overload, but then it pretty quickly, I realized that there is, there is only me. I have to be the one to make decisions. I have to be the one, I am the one to make this work. And I need to start trusting myself to start making the decision based on that trust and also to validate how I feel. Nobody else can validate how I feel. And so just being honest, like it, does suck that I, especially because I never used to like making decisions. That was just a simple example of how indecisive I was, that I couldn't decide what to do with the stinking diaper bag. And that was like one of the questions with going to the splash pad. That wasn't even my list of questions. (laughs) That was just one. So learning to trust myself enough to make decisions that felt right in the moment And learning that sometimes it's the right decision and sometimes it's the wrong decision. But there are things that helped me along the way. And that's what I'm going to share with you. The first thing that helped is, of course, journaling. But I did it in a specific way. I journaled the hard. I can't tell you how many journal entries I have where I start off saying, like, life is hard right now or, like, this just sucks. I am exhausted. There are so many decisions that need to be made. Like a, a variation of that. I even remember writing once, do I really want to write another journal entry about how tired I am? <laughs> that was that was the start of a journal entry. Because that's how often I wrote about it and I I do think that you can get stuck in an emotion. But here's what's get what gets me out of it. First, journaling about it. How are you feeling? Why are you feeling that way? What is the circumstance? Like truly validating, like, yeah, it sucks being the only one to make the decisions, right? But it is what it is. And a positive is that it's making me make better decisions and just honoring like, yeah, it's not ideal for me. But then I do this best case, worst case situation. I start off with the worst case, so just going forward with the splash pad diaper bag situation. I go worst case. I bring the diaper bag, and I don't need it. Worst case, I don't bring the diaper bag, and I do need it, and he's soaking wet and crying home. But I'm ready to go as soon as he, as soon as we get home. And so, coming up with a solution for the worst case situation and coming up with that middle ground of what am I comfortable with? And then always ending with the best case. Best case, whatever I decide with the diaper bag, it works out, right? And just walking through whatever the situation is, specifically, maybe I do bring the diaper bag and I don't need it, but I feel really comfortable because at least it's there. And I see all the other moms there do have their diaper bags too. (laughs) And I won't judge myself for it. Or I didn't bring it and he didn't need it. And it was one less thing to carry. And it felt amazing. And you guys, nine times out of 10, the best case situation is what happens. The splash pad is right next to the post office in my town. And it took me a year and a half, maybe it, maybe even two years. It was right around the same time that I took Griffin to the splash pad but it took me that much time to bring Griffin to the post office with me because I was so indecisive and unsure about how to bring him with me. Do I carry him? But I'm also carrying packages. And like, how am I going to open the door? <laughs> right. Do I put him in a stroller? But then I don't know exactly where I think like I know that there's a wheelchair access, but I don't really know where it is. And so just that uncertainty and I, I'm hearing myself right now. And I think that it sounds like crazy is <laughs> a little bit and paranoid, but this is what, what happens. Like I never used to be this way until I was responsible for another human being and all of the things that come with it. So just journaling through that worst case situation and then best case situation. The second step that really helps me with, going from doubt to trust is sharing it. If you do have a partner, share with them how you're feeling. If you don't have a partner, share with anybody that you can trust. I do tell my best and closest friends and my family. I also share on social media. If you follow me on Instagram, says, I share all about the situation I'm going to share with you shortly, which is Griffin's sleeping. Uh, like, just the fact that he he was the best sleeper, and then as soon as he turned two, it went down the tubes. Tubes? Went down the hole? Went to the shitter? It just sucked. He just stopped sleeping. No, he didn't stop sleeping. He just stopped falling asleep. Anyways. So, find an outlet to share that. And then celebrate the wins. Any and all wins. And... The wins, I want to say, might not be consistent. So, this is what I wanted to share about Griffin sleeping. So, the Griffin's sleep has been a goal of mine since he stopped sleeping when he turned two. I just craved that feeling of turning off as a single mom, especially having no help. So, being on as soon as he comes home from daycare and doing all of the things and then he, we were co-sleeping which some people love great good for you i love that for you and your journeys with your kiddos for me i like the sleeping was great i do i did not mind sleeping with my son i minded the fact that it wasn't this okay good night i'll be in in 5 minutes or i'll be in in an hour close the door see you later it was not that it was 30 minutes to 2 hours more so one to two hours of just uh, nonstop back and forth of like not sleeping. And so I went through a lot of different things. And then recently I transitioned him to his own bed. So a lot went on in between there, but I transitioned him, him into his own bed. And I did so much sleep training before then, just to try and make sure it was a semi-positive experience, mostly on my side. Mostly a lot of this is like, I'm trying to manage my emotional reaction so that the whole experience is better. Like my son is a toddler. He's going to react how he's going to react. It's, I want to feel confident in my reaction to his, which is something that I'm also working on in therapy. But You guys, it went so well. The first night of Griffin sleeping in his bed, it did take, I think like an hour of me like checking in on him and him like playing in his bed and I would go in and whatnot. And then he fell asleep and he slept all night in his own room and then woke up in the morning. It was just like, oh my God. Like I expected him to cry when I left the room to fight and like, to try and sleep in my bed, to come into my room in the middle of the night to, you know, I just hear horror stories of like these kids that of the transition of trying to get them in their own bed. And it wasn't that. And I was just like, what? Like, I don't even want to question that. I just want to celebrate it, you know? And so it just felt so good. I really basked in that, knowing that not every night is going to be the same. And that night was about, was exactly two weeks ago. And I can definitely tell you each night is not like that. the <laughs> This past week, each night has been about two hours of fighting to go to bed, but, but He does sleep in his bed all night long and I'm taking that win. Those wins are a big trust like booster of like, I can do this. It just felt so validating, not just validating the hard moments, but validating that I can do this, validating that I'm doing it right, validating that all of the sleep training that I did was worth it, validating that the monster truck bed that I got and the trucks that came with it, all all the things like I'm doing it. And that feels good too. So validating on on both ends. So (laughs) moral of the story, it is, I believe, normal for moms to doubt themselves to some degree. In my case, it was a severe degree. It felt like a severe degree. And I think that it's important to Validate that, validate how you feel, and also how you want to feel, and what you want that your situation to look like. And then share that with somebody that you trust and celebrate the wins. No matter how big or small or short lived they are, they matter and they count and they give you hope along the way. So, that is my story that I wanted to share with you today of going from doubt to trusting yourself. With all of this being said, I do want to announce the next emotionally empowered group that I'm going to be running. We start January 1st, and the theme is rewriting your story. So without going into too much detail, I will have a landing page for you to visit soon. But this is for the woman who wants to rewrite how you show up in the world. So for me, rewriting like. The fact that I used to be this chaotic, reactive mom, to now being this intentional and this calm and peaceful mom, and being able to handle the—well, mostly (laughs) handle the tantrums, but also, you know, just—I I have some clients right now that are going through divorce, something that I also went through, and so rewriting who you are and how you want to show up. It might not be a big life change like that. Maybe for you, you want to stop being so selfless and start being more selfish. Start choosing yourself, start prioritizing yourself. Maybe it's rewriting your relationship to food. Maybe it's rewriting how you show up in your relationship. Before I went through my divorce, I remember there being certain parts of my relationship where I was like, I just wish that I was more open about this topic. I just wish I could talk to him about this topic and nothing was stopping me from that except for me. And I think if I allowed myself to journal through this and to journal through what I'm going to be teaching the group and rewriting how I viewed myself, no doubt I would have felt comfortable enough to bring up certain topics in my relationship. So if you are... If you can relate to any of that and are looking for a way to rewrite you and who you are and how you want to show up in 2024, but you just don't know how, you feel like you're stuck in who you are, then I am your journal coach for that. And I would love to have you in our group. So. Stay tuned for that. If you are interested in more information, feel free to just shoot me a DM as of right now at samantha.s.says. But take a look at the show notes for other resources as well as journal prompts from today's episode. And I will see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's journal entry. I love connecting with my listeners, so make sure you screenshot this episode and tag me on Instagram at samantha.s.says, so I know you're listening. And don't forget to grab your free training and journal prompts at www.samanthapenkopf.com forward slash podcast.